Welcome to Two Brain Radio. Today on the show, Have we're going to... Have you gonna... seen the financial reports? Uh, I, for, for crying out loud, I'm trying to do a podcast here. Yeah, but what I need is important too. Can you please get them for me? Look, I, you know what? I, I can't... Uh, if you run a business with your spouse, or if you're thinking about it, this is the show for you. I need you to get those for me right now. Uh, we will be back with that show right after this. Hi, this is Chris Cooper, and I founded Two Brain Business to make gyms profitable. Over the last years, as we've compiled more and more data, built more and more tools, gotten better and better at mentorship, we've really made a lot of gyms, hundreds around the world, thousands over the years, uh, profitable, doing better. What hasn't kept pace is the quality of coaching in a lot of gyms worldwide. There are great programs out there that will introduce you to a method like boot camp, kettlebells, Olympic lifting, powerlifting, CrossFit, running, whatever that is. And so we can make coaches who know the subject matter, but that doesn't make them a great coach. To be a great coach, you have to be able to change somebody's habits. You have to be able to change their behavior. And to do that requires deep understanding of their motivations. To do that means amazing adherence by the client. And it means amazing retention. Because as gym owners, we know it's harder and harder and more expensive than ever to get a new client. Retention is more important than ever. Referrals are more important than ever. Peer-to-peer marketing, word of mouth is more important than it's ever been. How do you get those things? Through client results. So I founded Two Brain Coaching with Josh Martin to get coaches the skills they actually need to make a career in fitness instead of just familiarity with a methodology. TwoBrainCoaching.com has courses to help you start a career with personal training, to scale up with group training, both in person and online, and to diversify with nutrition coaching and mindset coaching. We have the best programs in the industry that will prepare you and your coaches to deliver any method that you love now or you might love 10 years from now. Two Brain Coaching is really a project of love for me. And if you visit twobraincoaching.com, you'll get a ton of free resources, just like we produce every day on twobrainbusiness.com. Welcome to another edition of Two Brain Radio. I'm your host, Mike Warkenton. I work with my spouse and maybe you work with yours, or maybe you're planning to. Either way, you're going to want to take some advice from certified Two Brain Fitness Business Mentor, Kenny Markward. He runs Sandpoint Strength and Conditioning with his spouse, Jen, and he's here to help spouses thrive as they work together. So Kenny, welcome to Two Brain Radio. Are you ready to save marriages today? <laughs> yes, that's a, that's a big ask, but I'm in. It'll be fun. You know, you get paid as a, as a mentor, but as a marriage counselor, you might have to up your rate to solve some of the problems that arise. Uh, let's trade some war stories before we talk solutions so people know that, that we share their experiences. Both of us are a couplepreneurs, if you want to call it that. Without tearing open any wounds whatsoever, can you tell me about a specific major issue you had while running a business with your wife? You know, the last the last thing my wife said to me this morning was, uh, don't say anything bad about me. So <laughs> <laughs> I said, I said, I'll change your name. It's not going to be a big deal. I don't, nobody will know who I'm talking about. Uh, I don't I, think that's I, someone work. named Jen M. <laughs> <laughs> somebody I know. Well, I, I mean, really, I think that this whole year has almost been a bit of a war story. Like it's been kind of the, you know, running a, running a business with your spouse is, has so many risks as far as financially and putting a strain on the relationship and just being so closely intertwined. You know, the last year has, has 
maximized all of that uh, in a gla really glaring way. You know, to have one income coming in or the main income that we have coming in to both be tied to that, not have somebody working a more stable job, uh, to be at home all of the time or more so than usual, to be have your kids at home more so than usual. I mean, that's been a tough thing in and of itself. Um, so, yeah, I'm sure that resonates with you a little bit, huh? Oh, it sure does. You know, I'll give you a specific story. I'm not just going to hang you out to dry and say, Kenny, tell me about your wife. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> uh, and I cleared this one with my wife, so we're okay. But we, we've run a business together uh, in various capacities since 2009. Uh, and when we, that was just a basic boot camp kind of thing. And then we got into the CrossFit gym and physical location, all that stuff. Uh, and then recently when we moved online, uh, she's taken over more of that end of it, but we work together. We're at this, you know, we're basically playing battleship with laptops opposite each other all day, every day. Uh, and we've had definitely some disagreements about stuff. And the worst part about it is when you have a work disagreement and then you have to like, you close the laptops and it's time for dinner, you know, and you're staring across the table and you're still angry about something, uh, you know, yeah. with, with work. One of the times we had an argument, uh, it was probably one of the last calls that Chris Cooper did as a mentor himself uh, before he got all of you guys to take over stuff, or he did it as a personal favor to me uh, because I work for him and I can't remember which one it was, but I got him on a call with my wife and my wife and I had a disagreement about a key issue at the gym. And I got Chris, I'm like, okay, Chris will help us. And I kind of thought that Chris would side with me and, but that's beside the point. <laughs> I didn't set her up, but we got on, we discussed the whole thing and Chris listened and then he gave his opinion and his opinion happened to coincide with me. So I'm just rubbing my hands together. I'm like, yes, the expert believes that I'm right. And my wife got very quiet and she got very cold. And I could see that she was just boiling. She was furious. And, you know, the best part about it was that she was mad at Chris, <laughs> which was fantastic. And that was partially part of my plan, because if this went badly, you know, and Chris understands as we've talked about it, I wanted her mad at Chris, not me, because I still had to sit there in the same house and she didn't have to talk to Chris for another month, you know? Right. So it worked out okay. And eventually we came, we came to an agreement, but, you know, as soon as that call ended, it was like, high tension. I literally like went to the basement and I stayed there for a, a number of hours until we came up and kind of talked and it was still pretty rough. And the ultimate lesson here is that a mentor can help you get through these things and sometimes become a buffer between couples because we don't always agree on everything. And I really felt bad because ultimately my, my wife and I want the same thing. We want the business to succeed, but stuff is inevitable. Disagreements are inevitable. And you've written uh, some really great blogs about this in couplepreneurship, which people should definitely read. We'll put them in the show notes. Uh, but now that we've created some more stories. Let's talk about just some of the common challenges. Like what comes up besides what I've just described when couples work together? So what are some of the common challenges that come up when couples work together? You know, the, one of the bigger ones is the roles and tasks and just making sure that that one person has the passion for the one thing that they're going to be doing and that they, that these are very clearly defined. So, you know, one of the mistakes that I'll see is that somebody wants to just come on board and, and help out or that they're going to, um, you know, this, this is their business together. So it just makes sense for them to work for the business. But either the mistake that I see is that one person doesn't have that passion or that they don't really have that clearly defined as far as what they're going to do. So in our case, we're super fortunate because I'm very fitness oriented and I'm very operations oriented and, and Jen is very nutrition oriented and um, she's very sales and marketing oriented. And I happen to not be so good at those things. So we make a very good team in that we counterbalance each other in those things. 
And um, as far as what the challenges are, I think it's just it's just making sure that those things are very clear. That really mirrors mentorship, though, as a whole, like not just with couples, right? Like we talk, one of the steps in two-brain mentorship is to write down roles and tasks for every role in your business. And most gym owners don't do that because at the beginning, they're doing everything. But if you ever want to get rid of a job, you have to put roles and tasks in place so that you can assign it to someone and hold them accountable. And if you don't, you're going to be angry the whole time. But with spouses, I think it's common to not do that because you're just like, oh, we're running a business together. And I'm very much like you, I think, where I need a list. I love working through lists and I like nothing better than ticking off boxes, crossing things off, and then taking the finished list, crumpling it up and burning it because I'm done. I love that feeling. What I hate is stuff popping up and saying, oh, did you take care of this? I'm like, wasn't on the list. And I get mad about it, you know? So I think what, yeah. what's really important, and again, this isn't just because I'm, you know, I'm OCD, but it's important in a business, no matter who you are, I think, to lay out roles and tasks because if you don't tell someone this is your specific job, it probably won't get done. Right. If it's no one's job and anyone can do it, no one will do it. Right. Right. And it helps to establish that you really, as sterile as it sounds, is you really need to treat each other like employees in that in that arena. You know, when you put on the hat of of nutrition coach or you put on the hat of operations manager, it helps clarify some of those discussions and, and you know potential arguments. Is that this isn't? It helps that separation from from work and from home. And it helps the it helps clarify what the expectations are and whether they're being done or not. And like I said, it sounds kind of sterile. I think we have this fascination or, or fantasy that we're going to just run this thing together and it's going to be this beautiful thing. But at the end of the day, you really are both hired by the business and do certain jobs. Yeah, and we're going to talk about some of the things that people can do to take action. So, but before we get there, I'll just ask you this, and I'll, I'll lead with uh, you know my own thing. What are some of the amazing things? that happen when couples partner in business. And, and I'll, I'll identify one thing you said is that there is a synergy where she's good at stuff that you're not and vice versa. So you, you, you know, you're greater than the sum of your parts. For me, one of the benefits is uh, I get to spend more time with my family. Like my wife is at home. I'm at home. We don't have kids. We have dogs. And like we, the family spends a ton of time together. That's a really good thing where sometimes there's some flexibility where it's like in the middle of the day, we're going to go for a walk in the woods and we don't have to book time off or to wait for the other person to get home. Like that's a huge, huge benefit. What are some other stuff that you notice that really makes working together with a partner just a great thing? I think a lot of it's some of that risk reward. Like it is, it's a giant risk. You're putting your financial stability and your relationship stability on the line. But when that works out, and, and my wife's going to giggle at this at this reference, but there's there's a movie that that will anytime it comes out, I will watch it. And that movie is Mr. and Mrs. Smith. And the yeah. reason that I love it. Is, and if you're not familiar with it, the premise is basically two, two spies end up working together. They're two attractive, you know, badasses, for lack of a better word, uh, that, that end up taking on the world together and knowing what the other person is doing. And they kind of covering each other and saving each other's life. And when that synergy is there and you've taken that giant risk to take on the world together, like there's just nothing. I think there's nothing better. It's like, so you don't have children. We do have one. We have one six-year-old. He's a magnificent kid. And working together to raise him and seeing some of those things transpire and happen after some of the, the challenges and hardships is just that there's nothing that can compare to that reward. And there really is like, you know, family stuff aside, there's just this building something together is like this amazing thing. Like you talk about, okay, we've got this unbelievable business that we both put our blood, sweat, and tears into. We risked and we won. 
that feeling of accomplishment is is incredible. And I've talked to other you know couplepreneurs who have that same that same feeling, and it it really is amazing. Uh, but again, it's not all you know wine and roses. There are some thorns to speak of. Let's help some people solve some problems. So first off, listeners are thinking about starting a business with a spouse or even bringing a spouse into a business. What are some of the things they can do right at the start to to prevent falling into some holes right off the bat? So first is establishing those roles and tasks and passions. Would you write them down? Assigning, oh, yeah, absolutely. I would exa- that's exactly what I would do. Is just, just look at all of the roles, just like we ask you to do within two brain. Look at all of those roles uh, within your business and put a name next to them. And if you can assign that name to one or uh, the other of you, then that's perfect. And that, that's a good place to get started. Make sure that they're passionate about what they're going to be doing. And it's not just, oh, well, like I said before, kind of I'm going to come and help out around the business. It's it's something that they really want to be doing. It would be ideal. So roles and tasks, number one, that's going to solve a lot of problems because it's not going to be, did you do? It's going to be check off the list and we're both done. Right. Second is make a a plan, make a financial plan. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's, if somebody's working for, uh, it's essentially the same as we have to do with when you hire out a, a bigger role within your gym is, is to start pretending that you are paying that person early. So figure out what that number needs to be for you guys to be successful in your, um, in your home lives and start paying that into a savings account and start putting that money aside and seeing what that does to your operating expenses. And okay, that's couple, huge. Yeah. I think, and then after a couple of months, then if, if that's, if that hasn't created your, your operating expenses, then you can probably move forward with that higher and you'll have that money put aside in savings for if it doesn't work out right away, like they'll give you some buffer. And the, the best side of that is probably the upside is that, you know, if you're just putting that money away, then it's not accounting for the reward or the revenue generation that, that person will be able to provide. So it's, uh, it's hedging your bets a little bit, but it's also providing you a cushion for, for, when, things, uh, for when they do come on board. And this, anyone who's listening as a partner, married or not, will understand that financial issues are a huge stressor in a relationship. And I, I don't know the statistic here, but I, it's, I know it's high because I've seen some articles about it. Percentages of fights and marriages or partnerships caused by finance, quite high. Right. So if you put, the, if you start taking some of these steps right off the bat, because as you said, working with a partner and going all in is risky and you have to, you have to figure that out because if all of a sudden both of you are tied to the same thing and the ship is sinking, you're going to fight like, like cats and dogs for lack of a better term. Right. Absolutely. I think it's also really important to create some boundaries and some rules like about your work-life balance. Yeah. Cause you get obsessive about stuff, right? Like businesses can be all consuming and if that, if, if everything that you inter- do with your partner feels like a business interaction, you almost wonder where your husband, wife, or spouse went, right? So t- tell me a little bit more about this one. Yeah, 100%. I think so. The One of the upsides is, like we talked about, it's the daydreaming about and conquering the world together. But when there's no boundaries between that and things are bad, it's not, it's, it's really a pretty, pretty bad situation. You know, if you've been stressing about something all day at work and trying to solve problems all day at work in a normal relationship or not a non-couple relationship, you get some space from that when you come home. So you get to, to air those, those grievances or those problems to your spouse with a, with a bit of a, a different perspective. And then you, you get to kind of vent to them. But if you bring that home and that same person or that person's been working on that all day with you at work, and now you just bring that home to them, then there's no space. And there's really... 
I think that that's really important for for sanity and for the success of the relationship is to give some to give some space between work again. So I think a good rule is to just to come home and not talk about work. And, and that's a, that's a hard one to follow sometimes, but it's if you come home and just say, look, I don't want to talk about work anymore, the other person needs to respect that. This is Chris Cooper. Two Brain Radio is brought to you by Agard, providing elite insurance for fitness and sport. Agard offers coverage for functional fitness facilities, mixed martial arts gyms, and even events and competitions. You can also get access to healthcare insurance, discounted AEDs, and discounted background checks. Agard's coverage options are designed to keep you safe. To find out more, visit affiliateguard.info. Yeah, I like that one a lot. And, you know, my wife and I used to have something called Sacred Saturday. And what that was, was we'd get up, we would do whatever we wanted that day, and we wouldn't talk about work because we spent the other six days, you know, dialed in deep to work. Unfortunate thing is COVID kind of put a little bit of a hold on that, but we're working to get back there. But it's it's exactly as you said, where, uh, you know, as an example, I tend to work on Eastern time, uh, where a lot of the two brain crew is on that East Coast clock. So I get up early and crush work early. My wife has a lot of Central and West Coast clients. And so she works at different hours. And sometimes that bleed over, you know, at the end of the day, I'm done, she's not. And then when she's done, I hit her with a bunch of work stuff and she's just like not in the mood for it. And then it creates a sour feeling where it's all of a sudden it's seven o'clock in the evening and you're kind of having a work fight, you know? So those yeah. boundaries I think are super important because we're so passionate about this stuff and it's so easy. I think you said this in your blog where it's like, you might be going for a you know a romantic couple's walk and all this and you're like, I had a great idea for the gym and your partner's just like, shut up. You know, yeah. can't we just listen to the birds for a bit? Yeah, hundred percent. Or I think, yeah, it's, it's, you know, I tend, we actually are the same in that, you know, I get real excited about things later at night and she tends to work more in the morning. And so you know, if I'm sitting there in bed, it's 9 p.m. and she's winding down, re- getting ready to go to sleep. I get excited about an idea. It's not very fair for me to say, hey, what do you think about this as she's winding down? Because it's, again, like trying to put it back in the perspective of that you are both employees of the business. Imagine doing that to somebody on your staff. If all of a sudden, you, you know, <laughs> nudge them at, at 9 p.m. and say, hey, what do you think about this? Like, that's just, it's just not fair. And so to provide some of those uh, or establish some boundaries around that is, I think, really, really, really important. So what else, anything else for people who are thinking about starting a business, any other uh, marriage saving tips? Yeah, I think you got to work at the relationship. I think that one gets kicked off of the side so, so easily. We're, we're all so goal oriented and so driven for the future, both financially and for the success of our business that a lot of the times we just assume our relationship is going to be there. And it's not, I think that we need to treat our relationship like any other one of our passions in life. Like, you know, I'm looking at my bookshelf right now and I've got hundreds of books on on my interests, you know, whether it's fitness or nutrition or any of my other hobbies. And, you know, I think most people are the same, but they, they don't have a ton on relationships. And I think you really need to make that a priority and maintain that because you're going to be around each other all the time. And you start to make that assumption that your relationship is going to be, you know, just because you're with each other all the time, that it's going to continue to, to grow and, and uh, that flame will stay hot. And it just, it's just not the case. In fact, I think it gets worse a lot of, for a lot of the reasons we already talked about. That's such great advice, Kenny. Like yeah. that's like that, you know, honestly, just listening, like I look at my calendar right now and I've got like podcast, edit this, do this, talk about this business meeting, whatever, but I don't have on there anywhere in the last ever, you know, make special time to make partner feel good. That's not on there. And that's a mistake. And like, I'm going to take your advice tonight. I'm going to, you know, pour a glass of wine for the wife and we're going to build a fire and I'm going to actually put that on my calendar on your advice. But I don't think people realize that because you're, you're right. It's, it doesn't sound like a business activity, right? 
right. make your partner feel special or create time and space for your relationship to blossom. It feels very airy and mystical, but honestly, like it's going to make you better business partners. Do you, do you think? Oh, a hundred percent. Yeah. You're exactly right though. It's like, well, why would I set a date? I, I've been with this person for the last 10 hours at work. Why would I spend more time with him? But again, to create that separation and say, well, look, we talked about work, but we were, we were in the gym all day today. Let's go and have dinner and let's not talk about work. Let's talk about other things. And then again, re, when people talk about the term date your partner, I think that's really important to continue to do. I think that's just so, so wise. And if people, if people are having stresses in their relations right now as business partners, just taking an evening off would be so, so great just to you know, kind of reconnect as a, as a couple. And, you know, Chris has talked about this in terms of mentorship. It, it, when someone's flying solo, sometimes the business owner just needs to stop working and go for a hike or just unplug for a little bit. And this is kind of the same thing, except you're doing it with a partner. We've bled yeah. over a little bit into like people who have existing, uh, have existing partnerships and so forth. So I'll ask you a, a specifically, if someone's currently in a situation with a partner and it's just not going well and the, you know, the business is maybe bleeding over into the personal life, the, the relationship is becoming strained, what can they do there? Maybe it's the same things you just talked about, but what can they do to, to release some of that tension and maybe start moving in a better direction? So I think it's setting the, setting the boundaries we already talked about, but then I think it's on top of that, it's having weekly meetings, both as business partners and as personal partners or for the relationship and setting and, and maintaining your, some goals and priorities for both of those and keeping that separation. So the, what I'll talk about more now is the, the personal goals, because we've talked a lot about the business stuff, but setting those personal goals to, to set the intention that you want to improve and work on your relationship and to continue to, to move that needle and set travel goals and set exciting things that you want to be doing for your partnership outside of the business. And then if you have that business one as well, then you'll create that separation there. And you can talk about a lot of the things that we've, we've really identified here, and you can separate those two things out. And that's really interesting is kind of setting those, those personal and couple goals is really where you get to see the rewards of your business. And one of the people that's popped up regularly on the show in the last weeks, uh, the two brain award winners, uh, Andrew and Mary Boymilla from uh, Tradewinds, they won the Lifestyle Award and it, they use their business to make their life better. And a lot of us don't do that or don't realize it be, that we should because we get so wrapped up in making the business successful. And then when it's successful, it has to be more successful. And then all of a sudden you realize that 10 years went by and you haven't had any fun. So I think that's just such another great piece of advice is to set some goals that say, you know, the business is going to, I want to get to this revenue, this profit margin and so forth and this length of engagement. But as a couple, I want to take two weeks off without talking about the business and go on a vacation or whatever that might be. Yeah, that was that's our story actually. So two two years ago now, actually it must be three years. Time flies during during COVID. It sounds it seems <laughs> sure does. Uh, we set an we set a goal with our mentor at the time that we wanted to go to Mexico for a month, and so we marched backwards from that goal, and we ended up going to Mexico for a month last year. And uh, that was again one of those personal goals. We we set it out and let the business. We built the business around what we wanted to do together as a couple. When you were on that month excursion what did it feel like and did it just supercharge your relationship was it like a b12 shot for the the mark Ward couple yes it really was it was one of those it was it was kind of reaping those rewards that you set when you set that goal and you reap those rewards it was one of those things where you realize like okay well now what do we want to do and you just understand what's <laughs> possible and you can understand that when you set that goal and you put your mind to it and you work together and you become that mr and mrs smith team 
that you can continue to march down and, and you just put another goal out there and you run towards that goal as fast as you can together. Wow. That's a good one. That's a really good. Do you have another goal set right now? Well, you don't have to share. If you, I'm I, curious though. I'd like to say yes. Uh, but so we came back from that trip and marched right into lockdown. Like we, we couldn't have oh, yeah. it any better, but then we came back and, uh, and jumped right into the lockdown. So we have a lot of short-term goals, but I think that for most gym owners, uh, like us that this year really put some, uh, shook things down a little bit and as far as setting things out way out in the future. We, uh, we don't have anything big on the, uh, on the calendar at this point, but that's fair. Yeah. It's tough so, to plan for, you know, travel and other things when it's the world is in chaos and so forth. I'll ask you this related to what we were just talking about with, you know, people who are in business with partners, do you have a problem solving strategy? Like when you guys, you can, when a fight happens, cause they always do inevitably, it's just something that will happen. There'll be disagreements. Do you have like a conflict resolution strategy or if, is it even something that might be written down in your staff playbook or something like that? We take a lot of space actually. So the temptation is to want to hammer it out right there. And that this really encompasses all the things that we talked about because you know, it, they're, you could work on this night and day, all day, every day, if you have a, have a dispute or a problem. But, but realistically, most of us need to take some space and walk away from it for, for a little bit to, to bring some perspective and to remind you of the fact that you guys are working together and that, that you have to come at it from co-employees together. Does that make sense? As far as, you know, it'd be easy to, to, to let all of your conflicts kind of to boil up in the moment when this this dispute comes up as far as you know your home life disputes and your all the things that you've you know that that bleed to, that can potentially bleed together if you take the space uh and come at it from from the each of your respective roles as employees in the business it really makes it a much healthier healthier thing to do and then we use our mentor like we'll we'll bring our mentor into it as a neutral third party to say hey look here's what we're kind of going through and we need a, we need a third uh, impartial party to take a look at it with us. That's a great one. And going back to my original story with Chris, we eventually, after we calmed down and it didn't actually happen for about a year after that, because we finally, you know, the specific problem resolved itself. We're like, ah, Chris was right all along. And I'm not saying that I was right. It It turned out I was in this particular case, but I'm not taking, I'm not gloating about that. But what I'm saying is mentor did show us a path and it turned out to be the right path. And it was right of us to use that. And you know, what you're saying is really, is interesting because I'm a guy, I want to solve everything right now. And I don't like problems to sit, but sometimes they need to. And what you said there is like, sometimes an argument is like running downhill where it's like you take a step and then all of a sudden it gets easier to take more steps and more steps. And then you didn't do the dishes and you didn't take out the garbage. And like, all of a sudden you're running out of control downhill and everything gets bad, you know? So sometimes taking that step back is really important. I struggle with this because when I see a mess, I want to clean it up that instant, but letting it sit sometimes and then coming back to it with a clearer head is better because there are times when I've been wrong, definitely wrong in business stuff. And I should have just said to my wife, let's think about this. And then I would have come back and said, with a clear head, your idea is clearly good. I'm reacting emotionally. I need to step back from this and so forth. But often I don't do that. And then it spirals into, you know, something we don't really want to have in our house or our business. Okay. So we went over things that you can do beforehand, before getting into, into business with a partner to just get rid of, it'll prevent some speed bumps and potholes and all those other things that can come up. We also talked about some ways that you can get out of situations and improve your, your relationship and your business at the same time. What's something that someone can do right now? This is someone who's listening and, you know, let's say this is a person who is working with a partner 
struggling with work-life balance and maybe things aren't as rosy as they could be, what's something that that person can do today to start making both the business and the relationship better? I think, so have your partner listen to this podcast, read the, read the blogs that will be linked in the notes, and then sit down and have those meetings. Schedule those meetings, schedule the personal meeting, schedule the business meeting, and rehash some of the things that are in here. Make sure all of your roles are ironed out. And then set some goals together and see how you can hold each other accountable and how you can keep moving forward. Um, that, that should kind of keep you moving down the line of where you guys want to go. I, the one that I'm taking from this, honestly, is uh, is those setting a personal, uh, setting personal goals and setting aside some time to just do something special, kind of a date night. So I'm actually going to do that tonight on your advice. So uh, if my wife is happy uh, as a result of this, I'll definitely let I'll definitely give you a message and let you know that you've uh, you've solved some problems. <laughs> uh, when is your next uh, date night scheduled? I'm going to put you on the spot. When's your next date night scheduled with Jen? Mine is tonight. And actually. you already have that up planned. And that's, I'm not just making it. that up. That's, that's for, that's, uh, that's yeah, listeners. Me. I didn't set Kenny no, up for that. This is actually real. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep, it's been on the calendar for a week and uh, I'll be totally honest with you too. Like that's one of the things that I, I fall into these traps and that's why I can speak to them. So, uh, so honestly is that, you know, one of the first things to go is our date nights. And as soon as we feel like, you know, we'll both, one of a, one or the other will come to the, to uh, uh, the other and say, listen, I feel like we're not, on the same page right now. And we'll look at our uh, our goals list and we'll realize that our date nights haven't been happening. And it's almost always the case. And as many times as we've had that happen, we still haven't learned. And so, but we get to look at that list and say, okay, well, here's what we need to do. I'll let me schedule our date nights. And then, you know, magically everything seems better. You're a certified fitness business mentor, but you might also be a relationship counselor by default. Thank you so much for joining us here on Two Brain Radio and helping couples out. Thanks, Mike. That was Kenny Marquardt on Two Brain Radio. We track everything at Two Brain, and we just published Chris Cooper's State of the Industry Guide. This 84-page book is packed with data from over 6,000 gym owners. You can use it to make smart decisions, avoid mistakes, generate more revenue, and see where you stack up in the gym world. It's 100% free and you can get it at twobrainbusiness.com forward slash research. That link is in the show notes. Click it right now. I'm Mike Workington and I'll see you next time on Two Brain Radio.